Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Alright, hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. We have Hannah here today, and... Firstly, I just want to say thank you so much for agreeing to come on and chat. I'm really looking forward to hearing um, your thoughts on your career journey and what that's meant for you. Um, So hi, how are you, Hannah? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I just told you that I was, this is the first ever podcast, so I'm super excited. Um, Yep, yep, losing podcast virginity. Happy to take that from you. (laughs) It's a first for everything. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Cool. Um, so I guess the point of today's podcast is just to sort of talk about your life. And I know that you started off in like a corporate job and then moved away from that. And I found that so interesting. And um, I love like, I feel like it sounds so creepy, but I've just loved following your life online and love your vibe. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to getting into it. If we start from sort of the beginning, like what happened um, when you came out of high school did you go to uni and then how did you move from there into the corporate world yeah so I um I finished high school in 2011 and I had pretty much done all business electives so I knew I wanted to do a BCom and I knew I probably didn't want to stay in Auckland so I went down to Victoria University in Wellington and did a BCom down there majoring in accounting and commercial law um and I really liked that. I love accounting. I love numbers. I'm definitely better with numbers than words because I'm dyslexic. So um, numbers for me, I find easy. Anything to do with essays, I really struggle at. So it was sort of an obvious one for me to do accounting. And I've also come from a family of accountants. <laughs> yeah, mm. we're, we're really exciting people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. There's always that when you someone asks what you studied or what you do and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm an accountant. And they're like, oh, yeah. And you kind of don't know how to jazz it up from there. I know. People usually look at me shocked. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, what were you expecting? <laughs> exactly cool so then after that you sort of moved into a grad role yes yeah so I applied for um all the big four grad roles so Deloitte PwC EY and KPMG and ended up working for PwC and FAS and for those of you who don't know that financial advisory services so you're working in FAS too Sarah I am. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I worked there for three and a half years, got my CA, and then left to do my own thing. Cool. And did you, when you first entered the corporate world, was that always like your goal? Were you enjoying it when you when you were there? Yeah, I definitely knew I wanted to work for a big four. Just I think like the prestige around big four and for me it was always Deloitte or PwC more so than the other mm-hmm. two um I, I, I was just like a goal you know that I wanted to because to me they are sort of the pinnacle um mm. to, to get a job there um but I sort of very quickly realized and I didn't think I'd be there forever before I started I knew I wouldn't be but I am definitely someone <laughs> who likes to go at my own sort of like match to the beat of my own drama if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure um and obviously when you work at a corporate firm you know you're coming in at the bottom of the heap 
and you know you need to pay your dues and you do all the jobs that everyone else doesn't want to do essentially um so although I loved my time there I was I'm happy to be doing my own thing now if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely and did you find slotting into that kind of lifestyle was quite easy for you like a nine to five or did you find that quite hard um it was all right like I've always been someone who'd work a nine to five days in the uni holidays or like I my days were always quite structured even when I was at uni so for me Mm. I didn't struggle hugely with that yeah yeah yeah, I didn't find that too hard yeah that's good and I suppose for other people moving into that space would you have any advice advice for those sort of people yeah well I think because I know a lot of people that they did struggle with the whole nine to five thing and purely because Mm -hmm. I think when they were on holidays you know they might have just taken their uni holidays off and you know slept in and just done whatever did whatever they wanted to do during the day and it is really hard then when you have to front up on your first day of work for a nine to five you know get up at 636 and your body's in shock and it is a Mm -hmm. long day of work so I think almost implementing that routine, you know, a week or two weeks before you actually start your first corporate job does help. Mm, Yeah, yeah, for sure. I found that, I mean, I've only been in my job for like a few months now, but I remember thinking in the uni holidays, like, all right, this is the last chance I'm ever going to get to do this. So I'm just going to make the most of it and do absolutely nothing. And then when I got into the job, I was like, shit this is quite the change yeah it is really hard because it's sort of that catch 22 right you're like oh I just want to do nothing um because like you said it's the last time I can ever do that but then it, it's mm. sort of a shock to the system yeah for sure and then how did you decide that it was time to move on from that role and was that like quite difficult for you it actually wasn't hugely difficult I made sure that I had like a really steady stream of income outside of what I was doing so Mm. um, for me I was sort of working in the weekends and working at night um doing that and because we haven't really touched on it I should probably say like what I was doing so whilst I was at PwC I started a company that um sort of specialized in Instagram or just social media consulting and marketing. And then I was doing my own sort of social media at the same time. So that was something I could easily do in the weekends or outside of work. Um, So what I did was I made sure I had like a steady income stream. So I knew when I was going to leave PwC, I could rely on that. And I think Mm. that's quite an important thing because it's already a daunting enough experience to quit your job and think oh my gosh I'm now working for myself but to not have the confidence that okay I can make ends meet for x amount of time um would be really nerve-wracking I think and when I sort of decided oh I'm gonna quit at PwC that was it was actually quite bad because I fully started to tune out um and Mm. and I I know a lot of people struggle with this you're sort of like oh, I know I'm leaving, there's an end date. And you you sort of lose that skin in the game that you've had the whole time. For sure. Um, another thing that I was quite worried about with leaving was what people would think of me, you know? And obviously mm. the situation I'm in, a lot of people think, oh, she's leaving 
her big four job to live off her husband, essentially, um, mm. which is so not me. And, you know, I say to her, if someone had said that to me, oh, you know, screw what people think, do your own thing. It's always easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah. So I think, like, you just have to jump in that deep end. Mm. And did you find that you had a lot of those comments obviously because you've got a presence on social media with people being negative about that or did you find that that wasn't too public so it was okay for you to get through that yeah I just sort of deliberately didn't really talk about it because I didn't want to entertain any negative comments um for sure yeah I just I know like when you put yourself online and my mum always says this to me she's like Hannah if you put yourself out there, you need to deal with those negative comments and get over it. And I'm like, yes, I know, Ma. <laughs> but um, it is hard and it still hurts. Um, so I've always sort of kept what I've been doing. Just I don't feel like I need to broadcast that. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose with moving from like your usual nine to five into having your own business would have been like quite the change. And did you have an idea of what being your own boss would look like then to what it sort of looks like now for you? Oh my gosh. I thought I'd just be like swanning around having coffee, <laughs> going to like the old 10 AM F45 class. Having <laughs> and it was far from that. Like, I think you really have to structure your days so I'm mm. um Bowden and I actually both do this we sort of plan our weeks in advance so we know what's on each day what we're doing um and I think you know when you're working for yourself you really need to have that structure mm. um otherwise you'll find yourself on the couch with an empty <laughs> <room>. <laughs> yeah so, so yeah so pretty much um oh I've even forgotten the question <laughs> so um and what did being your own boss look like to you at the beginning when you left PwC compared to like now, I guess what it looks like? Oh, yes. Okay. So, so I sort of thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. And, and it is awesome. It's definitely very rewarding because mm. the amount of time you put in is what you get out, which is what I love as opposed to working for someone else. Mm. Um, and honestly, like, I think it, really suits my personality as well I love hustling I'm very entrepreneurial um so yeah it's great it's really good and it does obviously look different to what I thought it would be it's actually a lot of hard work (laughs) and you know that comes with the territory I guess anyone who works for themselves will tell you the same thing and has have you like transformed what it did look like to now like has that changed a lot or have you always sort of kept a good routine with what you were doing um well in fairness it's the job is ever changing um Mm. it, it doesn't it wasn't really the same as it was when we were in Wellington but pretty much my day will consist of meetings um I do a lot of emails I probably spend an hour at least answering Instagram DMs which mm, wow. is crazy and it also a bit concerning <laughs> <laughs> um and there's events and then the content creation which isn't actually my 
it's probably not what I enjoy the most. Um, hmm. I'm not actually that creative. Obviously, I, I was an accountant. <laughs> accountant, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I love the variety, though. That's probably my, my favorite thing. Mm. And the flexibility. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like the flexibility is, like, a really good advantage to being your own boss. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you have much flexibility in your role? Because I know that the big four are always trying to advocate for flexibility. And mm. Yeah, it's um, they definitely encourage flexible working. And I think FAS, more than other losses, is quite good at it, at least up in Auckland. Um, and now working from home, I feel like there's a bit more freedom with that because you're sort of missing the commute and you can kind of, choose what you're doing at what time of the day and you've almost got to be stricter with it as well because there's so many distractions like my cat is constantly in the back of my like (laughs) google meets and it's just not okay adorable (laughs) yeah so yeah it is I think it is um quite flexible now especially and it always has been but I guess when I first started I was thinking I'm not gonna do anything outside of the like standard because I'm too scared (laughs) yeah yeah fair enough and I think a lot of people battle with that it's like finding you know what's acceptable what's not and what works for you yeah yeah exactly but um I think that it is good that they are so supportive of that and they're aware that I mean obviously I don't have many other commitments like I'm not a parent or whatever but other people who are parents and have kids they're quite understanding of those sort of people need to duck in and out throughout the day for different things which is good as well yes absolutely and I that was my experience with PwC as well to be fair that they were very supportive of life outside of work and you know Mm. person's individual circumstances yeah exactly and I think that is an important part of employees feeling valued and therefore they'll probably be a bit more motivated in their work as well yeah definitely um so I guess because you do have an online presence has that affected your ability to be your own boss in any way and were there any challenges or benefits to that I think you know I don't actually think I'd be able to do what I did without an online presence so in fairness that has really given me the platform I needed to leave my job um and uh, Instagram as a source of income so Mm. that's been really good and I think um an online presence does help massively, but I also, I don't want to say that you need an online presence to work for yourself because obviously it depends on yeah. what you do. Um, but I think regardless of what you do, it, it certainly does help. I mean, you know, Instagram now, in my opinion, is like a marketplace. So people are, mm. you know, pushing products or pushing services. And if you have an online presence, a strong one, whether it be personally or through your brand, it's a really great way to um, A, raise brand awareness and B, drive sales. And what would be, this is just a random question I, I'm interested to know, what would be like your favourite and your least favourite part of being on social media? My favourite's definitely connecting with people. Like I don't mm. personally get a buzz from creating a good picture or um, the, that creative side of it for me that doesn't yeah. spin my tires um it's just really the <laughs> connections and the you know the messages messaging people and that kind of stuff um 
And the worst thing would be there's a, just a lot of judgment. And I think, you know, that does come with the territory and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I think, and this goes for a lot of people, most people, what you see online is probably 10% of real life. And mm. I think it would pay for people to remember that because it's people, well, we all know, like everyone's life is so far from a fairy tale and people do face hardships. Um, and me personally, I always try and keep my Instagram content really light, lighthearted. I don't dive into emotions because I don't want people to come on Instagram and feel burdened by me, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but everyone's different and yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, I guess, for people who don't have an online presence, um, well, like a huge online presence to hear like an opinion from someone who does just because we don't get to see all of the DMs of hate and all those kind of things that you, all of you would have to face on an everyday basis probably some of the time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's also interesting because there's so much more positive than negative, but I think Mm. as humans, it's really easy to read, you know, 30 really lovely messages or comments and one negative one and be so bogged down by that. And that's something I'm consistently working on is not being affected, trying not to be affected by those comments, but it is hard. And I probably, yeah, for sure, you know. I don't get a huge amount. I I would say I'm lucky, but I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I said they didn't affect me. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I don't really think that's like a normal thing for the everyday person, you know, to be getting um, messages of judgment or negativity um, so straight up by people they don't know. So it's not really something that you probably fully understand how to deal with straight away. Yeah, I mean, it, it is hard. I even saw a counsellor last year about it because I, I actually got to the point where I felt like I couldn't handle it, like I didn't know how to process mm. it. But, um, you know, there's no shame in realising, okay, I need a bit of help dealing with this. And that that definitely did help me. But um, mm. people are always going to, you know, say their two cents. And especially when it's online, it's a lot easier to send a message and you'll make fake accounts or, you know, not say it to someone's face is a lot Mm. easier. Um, So, yeah, it just is what it is. Yeah, completely. And I guess on the back of that, do you, um, at the end of the day, enjoy putting your life online? Yeah, I I do. I mean, there are times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Um, (laughs) And sometimes Bowden's like, Hannah, why are you doing this as well? Um, yeah. but, but more often than not, I love it. And and like I said, what is online is probably 10% of my life. And that's, mm. yeah, that's the honest truth. So um, I do like it and I love connecting with people and it's a really good platform to be able to do that. And I suppose switching gears, but now looking back on your career journey, was, was there anything that you would do differently? Um, gosh, where to start? Probably not drinking as much at work events. Would have classic. Would have been a good one for me. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think it's really important just to say yes to everything and make the most of opportunities you're presented with. 
And I, mm. I think as females, especially, we tend to doubt our ability. You know, if we get asked, do you want to do mm. this? I remember thinking so many times, oh gosh, I don't know if I have the skill set or I would be capable to do that. Mm. And that's what men are really good at. They will just always say yes and fudge it and it will work out for them. Mm. Um, so I think just going for those opportunities more. And another thing, and this is not necessarily what I did differently, but what I am pleased I did do was I was always prepared to help people out. And I did spend a lot of my time with grads or with um, my peers and helping them work through things or just talking things through. And I think that especially in the corporate world is a really good trait. And we've all been in this Mm. situation where we ask for help and someone makes us feel like, Oh, I don't have time for this, you know? Um, So that was something I always made sure I did do. And you never know when you might need other people's help. Mm. Um. And then lastly, and this is, I did not do this as much as I should have, was just being prepared. <laughs> like, if you have a meeting, do <laughs> your research. Um, I just think those little things really take you to the next level, especially if you're looking to be promoted or, you know, you actually just want mm-hmm. to be good at what you're doing. I think preparation is key. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny that you spoke about how as females we sort of we don't trust our instinct and our abilities as much because actually at a PwC event we were talking about for um International Women's Day, they did like a week of events and um one of them was talking about how this lady, she went on a hike with her husband and um they had to pick a direction and it was like a fork in the road and the woman was like okay I think we should go this way and the guy was like no no I think it's the <laughs> other way and she was like no I'm pretty sure this way but okay we'll go this way and it was the wrong way and then she goes how sure were you and he was like um probably like 30 percent and she said well I was like 90 percent sure but I just didn't want to push it and so it just shows you that that's like so true as well I know that that's just my everyday life. I feel Um, (laughs) it's so relatable and I think Mm. tenfold in the workplace as well. And were there some things that you wish you already knew, like back then, um, did you have anything that you'd learned along the way that you'd wish you'd known at the start? I, I really would encourage everyone. And this was something that I was like notoriously bad at is to like proof your work before you submit it to review like I'm such a rip shit and bust kind of person and I would like try and get the job smash it out um do it in as little time as possible so I wouldn't like so the recoveries would be really good um Mm. and if people don't know what that means that's just spending as little time as possible on the job so that when you bill the client you make a good profit pretty much. So um, I think actually slowing down and understanding what you're doing in the bigger picture. So always, you know, being inquisitive and thinking, okay, I know that I need to do this, but why am I doing this? Mm. Um, I think that's really important because you can sort of get in that routine of just autopilot. I know I have to do this, but do I know why? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and through when like I suppose both in PwC and outside of that, um, 
corporate world, um, you would have come across stress and um, being under pressure. How have you sort of handled those challenges in that those times? I always used to make sure that, you know, if I was stressed and I did have a deadline, we were just talking about end of financial year, so 31 March is like a huge deadline um, in FAS at PwC and that was always a really stressful time and I think the most important thing you can do is look after yourself. So mm. so if I knew it was going to be a big week, I would always make sure, you know, I've got a nice lunch ready to take to work for me or I'm going to buy it and I know where I'm going to go and I've done a workout in the morning so my head's feeling clear and I think just taking care of you allows you to perform to the best of your ability that would really help me and don't get me wrong I definitely had shitty days where I would like walk into the file cabinet and just want to die (laughs) but you know I yeah I do think just looking after yourself really helps yeah yeah cool that's awesome and then I, for most of the people listening, they'll be like young women and men at the start of their career journey. Um, and a lot of us, I guess, get confused because once you leave high school, it's either sort of uni or doing your own thing. And from there, it's all just like, well, you don't know where anything's going to lead. Do you have any words that you would share with those people who are maybe confused and don't know where like to go to, in order to be successful in air quotes? Yeah, it's and it's so hard. I remember leaving high school and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm like a kid and now I need to <laughs> yeah. go to uni and like cook my own meals and stuff. It's just out. Yeah. Um and I know it's cliche, but I think just finding finding your passion and figuring out what you love and if you hate your job, quit and find a new one. And the thing is that life is actually long and for me, happiness is the most important thing. And I never wanted to be that person who sits at a job and resents it turning up to work every day. Um, Mm. Yeah. So I would just follow your gut and follow your heart. And is there anything like, what do you enjoy most about your life right now and your current like job, I guess, have you smashed any goals recently, big or small? Um, I think just I really enjoy the flexibility like with our lifestyle burdens away quite a bit and when he is home I feel like I pretty much have to go into slave mode um <laughs> he would die if he had to but, um, you know I like to make sure that like all the washing is done you know meals are prepped for him and that kind of stuff so I I do really like having that flexibility and being able to you know be a workaholic when he's away and then when he's um home you know take my foot off the pedal a bit um mm. but as long as I'm happy then I'm happy in what I'm doing then that's a win for me um my mm. main goals are usually reaching x amount of income per annum so like a financial goal and then also mm. collaborating with aspirational brands that I feel like align to me and my beliefs. Um, so yeah, I've got a few things in the pipeline, which is really exciting. Um, and that's cool. Busy. That's awesome. That's so exciting. So do you enjoy like life changing all the time? Do you find that you prefer that a lot to sort of, I guess, knowing what's going on and having more of a structured routine? 
Yes, I think so. I'd probably say definitely. Yeah, I am that person. My life's all over the show. And honestly, <laughs> um, like, for example, Bowdoin would be like, okay, well, we're moving to this place and I'm playing rugby and I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, the eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is nice that I actually do love that variety. I think, and sometimes I'll complain about it. Oh God, I've no bloody idea what's going on. But I think for me, I actually thrive off that and the mm. craziness. Yeah, for sure. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that, I guess that's all I wanted to talk to you about today. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate like the time um, and you agreeing to hop on. Did you have any, I guess, last words of advice or any helpful things that people can use to be that best version of themselves and, and come out and achieve those career goals that they have in mind? So I think to be the best version of yourself, I think you should just always listen to your gut. I'm a huge believer in gut feel. And if I'm faced with you know, a decision and there's two possible roads, I'll always go with my gut feeling. Um, mm. And then more practically, two things people can do if they feel like they don't enjoy what they're doing or they're at sort of a bit of a, you know, block in the road, um, figure out what makes you tick and what your strengths are and then brainstorm what career options would complement those strengths and interests. And I think, you know, you never go wrong if you do something you're truly interested in or you're good at, you'll be happy. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm a huge strengths person, so I couldn't agree more with that. And um, yeah, that's really good advice. So thank you, Hannah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.